0: Do you find yourself comparing your weaknesses against other people's strengths? Be the smartest, funniest, best looking, most talented, and most productive. All while making a lot of money, having the perfect marriage, being the perfect parents with the best behaved and best dressed children, and perfectly managing a full time job, full time home, full time family, and full time friendships that include parties, weddings, vacations, double date nights, and holidays, and if you're in school, of course, perfect grades. In this message, Pastor Mike and Pastor Julie discuss how easily we fall into the comparison trap and what we can do to get out of it. Stick around at the end to hear a very special announcement.
1: Well, hey, V1, this is Pastor Mike and Pastor Julie, your lead pastors, back here again. And I've got something exciting for you today. We're going to tag team preach. Oh, wait. Woo-hoo! there it is. <laughs> And Liz, we've got like kind of a live audience right now with our team. Um, so they're gonna join us together. Let's do something a little outside of the norm. I know you're watching at home and I know that you kind of are in a different environment because can we just like put our hands together and just celebrate right now? Come on. Come on, get loud at home. Drop a hand clap emoji in the comments right now. And let me know where you're watching from. I know that we've got the Netherlands watching. Shout out to Bodie and uh, his watch party. I know that we've got the Dominican Republic watching. Honduras. Dios de Bendiga, uh, Jackie and Luis, and who else do we have? Honduras. Tacoma, Washington, <laughs> yep. Honduras, mm-hmm. Gracie. Yep. We've got people watching from South Africa, London. Janice and her family are watching. Welcome to the broadcast today. We've been in a series called The Comparison Trap. And it's something that God wants to help you get free from in this season of your life is envy, jealousy, comparison. And I've got my wife here because our marriage has not been perfect shocker, but you know, we've struggled in our earlier years with comparison. We struggled. I used to look at her life and although her dad who, you know, Randy passed away recently, uh, was really one of the best husbands and fathers I had ever seen. I just had such a wounded heart that I wasn't even able to celebrate um, her family. And I would look at the vacations and I would look at their life and say, oh, wouldn't that have been nice? And I struggled with comparison in my heart. But how many of you know that, that when you have a, wounded heart, then you, you can't even release celebration, even though it's the very thing that you need the most in your life. And so we're going to learn how to celebrate our way into freedom. We're going to celebrate our way into the next level and not just tolerate, but celebrate. (laughs) So we're excited. Theodore Roosevelt said this, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. And so, you know, it's funny because the other day I have this chest full of all the memories that I have. And my kids, you know, they're 13 and they're six years old.
0: Three. (laughs) Three.
1: Yeah, time flies. (laughs) Yeah. And we were going through this, you know, kind of like a hope chest, we call it, my family. And I found this letter that you wrote to me when I was in college. And it was my senior year of college. And she's like, and you literally said in this letter, like, I'm celebrating you, all of the choices you've made. I'm so proud of you. And I was thinking about... Little did we know, we were like one and a half years away from having some of the most blowout crazy arguments ever. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny how like in one season you can celebrate each other, but in the very next season, you you, you could your life can be completely ripped apart by yeah. comparison and envy.
2: Yeah. And I think like all those right now, especially in a season of social media and all of these tools that we have to keep us connected, they also keep us very... Comparison driven. Yeah. Uh, So thankfully, when we went through our stuff and the seasons in our marriage and in our life, even being like new mom, a new mom and dad at that time, 13 years ago, I mean, it just, social media just wasn't what, what it is. And now I found myself, you know, in different seasons of my life in that comparison trap. Yeah. And it's so tempting.
1: Well, it's so tempting to look at like someone else's Instagram and think like, man, if, you know, they have it all together, they have it all figured out and I don't. And so I want to break something down for you. Philippians chapter two, verse three says, don't act out of selfish ambition or be conceited instead. And this is the hard part about this scripture. Listen to it. Humbly think of others as being better than yourself. And see, I think a lot of the comparison isn't looking at the Instagram moms, looking at like through that window of social media and thinking they're better than me. It's actually thinking, you know what, there's something about their life that I'm worse than. So it's not us thinking that they're better; it's us thinking that we're worse than them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and so, this scripture, I think, when you read it at face value, Philippians chapter two, verse three, it says, "Don't act out of selfish ambition or be conceited." And then it says, "Instead, act humbly, think of others as being better than yourself." At face value, it's easy to be like, "Well, kind of everybody's better than me." That's the point, right? No, it's not. Because when you're comparing yourself, you're not actually thinking that they're better than you, and you're not celebrating them. You're actually viewing yourself as worse than them. And so it's you demoting yourself rather than you promoting them. That's the real, that's the real secret. But I, I just want to tell you right now, this is a painful sermon to hear. And I know you're watching this, and some of you are tempted to click away or jump off, but I want you to stay locked in, because this message will set you free. You know, in the earlier seasons of our marriage, I think I had a really hard time celebrating you and thinking of you as better than me, like lifting you up, just like it says in Philippians 2-3. And I think you had a hard time. I was joking to the kids the other day, because that same letter, where you were like kind of cheerleading me through my senior year of college, you also said, I support you in your music I said yeah we're I support you and and, you know you kind of listed everything but I was going to start touring and doing music within a year or so after that and that became one of the biggest arguments of our marriage so maybe you could talk about like what did it feel like to be a new mom and you're trying to hold the the whole family together but then I've got my dreams and ambitions yeah and then you have yours but you feel like they're on hold like what was that like for you to be in that comparison trap
2: well I think it's you know it's tough. It's tough, especially... I'll just speak to the women for a hot minute. Like, you know, it's hard when you're juggling responsibilities. And and so what happens is we find ourselves in once What would have been a blessing in one season is a curse in another. And I think it's so hard because, you know, you're just... At that time, me specifically, I'm just... I was trying to just find God's heart in all of it. But some of the things that maybe should have been blessings or could have been blessings in my life... Uh, just turned out to be frustrations, and I always think like when I am frustrated, you know what am I sitting in that's someone else's dream, or was it my dream at one time? Mm. Uh, you know, so right now it's like you know uh, we were in a season of of serving in ministry and 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 uh, serving other visions and and so when you're in that season, you always look ahead and you're like, I can't wait for the next season. Mm. But then when you're in this season, now it has its own, uh, you know, set of frustrations or it has its own set of complications. Um, you know, all all of it, right? Motherhood, you're juggling all these things, responsibilities. And... Um, You know, I have to remember, like, I can't compare what was a blessing in one season is still a blessing in another. Sometimes we compare seasons, right? And we say, well, you know, it was different then. And it's like, was it different then or is my perspective different? Yeah. And because God is the same. He's the same in every single season of our life. He was good in a hard season and he's good in a busy season. He's good in the busy season and he's good in the slow seasons.
1: Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where comparison becomes this moving target that as we chase it, we completely exhaust ourselves. You know, I think about how like fashion changes from season to season and it's like clothes that you had a year ago. You just feel like I don't even know if I can wear these in this season. And then you think about like relationships that you're in and, you know, as life is kind of moving, comparison becomes this moving target that it's like, well, I'll put it like this. If you're single you're desperately wanting to be in a relationship. And then the people in the relationships are desperately wanting to be single. <laughs> you know, it's like when we didn't have kids, we wanted kids. Yeah. And then now we have kids, we're like, we don't want kids, we want a break. Yeah, oh you yeah. Know? No, never- I mean,
2: even, yeah, just like it, women, right? We always well, right? I'm like talking to you talking here. I wouldn't know.
1: Um, I wouldn't know.
2: You know, if like, if you have straight hair, you want curly hair. If you have curly hair, you want straight hair. If you have, you know, uh, you know, it it just, you're never, ever truly satisfied with the thing that you've been it's, blessed with. And that
1: the comparison trap is the trap that you find yourself caught into when you always want what you don't have. And the way to break it is gratitude. Let me say that again for the note takers. The comparison yeah. trap is wanting always what you don't have. But... But the way to release yourself from that trap is gratitude to say, God, I'm thanking you for what I have. I'm thanking you for the wife I do have, not the wife that I don't have. I'm thanking you for in this season, the gift of singleness. Somebody right now, the number one thing that we hear, and I'm just going to say it so all the single people can just celebrate. You have more time than you could ever imagine. And you, if you don't believe that, I cannot wait to talk to you after you have your first child. because but you But see, the thing is, comparison blinds you to the gift that you do have because you're preoccupied with the gift that you don't have. It blinds you because you're like, I just, when you're single, you're like, oh, I just don't have any time in the day. But see, what will happen is having a kid, getting married, will yeah. make you keenly aware of how much time you did have. And so in the same way though right. it's like whatever you can get yourself in that seat to say god help me have vision for my life that includes gratitude. I want to I want to bring your focus to something just briefly. I was thinking about James the brother of Jesus. And it's funny yeah. to think about this dude was Jesus brother, okay? Yeah. Can you imagine being in a family where Jesus is your sibling? That's tough to Yeah, it's like his brother was literally perfect. It's like, why can't you be like your brother? He's Jesus, mom. (laughs) Like he's literally perfect. My brother is Jesus. Are you kidding me? As a matter of fact, if you're watching right now and you're an atheist or a skeptic, um, biblical scholars point to James, the brother of Jesus, as one of the most potent arguments for the deity of Jesus, because it's the people closest to you. Does somebody hear what I'm saying? It's the people closest to you, that would be the the ones that are like, no, this, this dude is definitely not the Savior. I know him personally. He's Jesus, my brother. So the fact that James chose to celebrate Jesus as Savior instead of just tolerate or even reject him is an indicator to people that something divine was happening. But I want you to think about how like Julie and I are married, and the temptation is the closer you get with somebody, the less you celebrate then you move from celebrate to tolerate. Mm-hmm. Then, you, then you move from tolerate to intolerate, yeah. where you just say, I'm not even gonna tolerate them anymore. And it's so funny to think about how marriage, when you, have, when you do those wedding yeah. vows, are two people saying, literally, I am going to devote my entire life to you. But I can't even get along with right. you the next morning, right. and so how do you how do you keep the heart and the posture of celebration like James, the brother of Jesus? Yeah. That's like I'm living, you know what I mean, yeah. in the midst of all this. Well, I think a
2: lot of people want to wait until they don't feel like comparison anymore. Oh, you know, like oh well, when I feel like you gotta feel it, right? We're all up in our feelings. Yeah. We love to feel, and I get it. I get it. I'm there. To, that would be nice, but the gospel. Is, is... Is all about saying I'm going to do the right thing first. I'm going to do it Jesus way first, mm-hmm. and so one of the things that we did in our home I don't know if you were going to share this or not but um, is I decided we were we found ourselves we couldn't wait to get married. After we get married, we couldn't wait to be apart. We were like, oh man, I'm out of here. You know, as soon as you come home, I'd go to Target or do something. You know, and we just couldn't get along together. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, tar- <laughs> Target was like retail therapy. Yeah, like we'll never spend a hundred dollars on a therapist but we, she will definitely go to target spend a hundred dollars on will do that. retail therapy yeah so it's like want, I would yeah. come home from work you would go to target yes
2: and so um, I'd go to the
1: garage and turn up my guitar all the right, way
2: right 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 and we had these little systems of avoidance right because we were always well, well you're not the man I thought I was going to marry you're not the wife I thought I was going to marry and um and so we found ourselves just kind of avoiding and uh at this point we had we had one child that she was just a baby and I just decided that like I was I was done with that and that I was going to choose to celebrate and make it when when I heard your tires we had a gravel driveway at the time uh I know our city folk won't won't resonate with that but gravel when somebody pulls in like you hear it from like inside the house and I remember hearing your truck like go and gravel and just being like we're gonna get excited we're, we're in our home, we're going to be excited about when you come home. Now, I didn't feel that way. And so we started this tradition where when Mike would come home, we would, me and Bella, who was a baby at the time, would cheer when he walked in the door. And even though it wasn't perfect, our problems didn't go away. It was this repetition of gratitude. It was this repetition of celebration. And what it did was it began to immunize me from that hatred by comparison somebody else's life to my own.
1: Yeah, and that's such a beautiful picture of redemption because what, you know, Jesus is in the garden. He doesn't feel like going to the cross. As a matter of fact, his feelings are telling him, don't go to the cross. And he was like, if this cup can pass for me, but he says this powerful word, nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours. And so Julie said, you know, I don't feel like celebrating my husband. And quite frankly, for all of you watching, uh, I was not a good husband. And so I didn't even deserve celebration. There wasn't a worthiness to And yeah, I went to work and I paid the bills and I did some of the basic fundamental things, but I wasn't worthy of a celebration. And yet she gave me what I didn't deserve. That's grace. She gave me what I didn't deserve. That's mercy. And what would happen is I'd pull up in my truck on that gravel driveway. The door would, would swing over open and her and Bella would start clapping and cheering. Daddy's home. Daddy's home. And what, and see men are like mirrors, and when I looked into the mirror of my family and saw celebration, I would celebrate back. And Julie, because of the strength of her character through Christ, learned this sacred narrow path. See, the the Bible calls being a true disciple a narrow path because guess what? Most most marriages end in divorce. That's the wide path. Now, if you're watching this and you're struggling with like, but Pastor Mike, that's not what I wanted. Well, listen, maybe God's got someone else, and He's sowing seeds right now to prepare you for your next marriage, your next relationship. Maybe you're in a marriage right now that you're just like, well, what do I do? he's not even a believer. You know, well guess what? God is going to teach you how to celebrate and break those things in your life. James, the brother of Jesus, said something so powerfully. Now, I want you to hear it differently. I'm going to read what James, the brother of Jesus, said in James chapter 3 verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Question mark. So, who's wise among you? Who's wise? Like, you know, forget about who's right. And who's wrong? Because we got a whole society arguing about politics. We got husbands and wives arguing. We've got everybody arguing on social media. So forget about who's right. Here's the question. (laughs) Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in meekness of wisdom. Verse 14 says this. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. Another translation says where you'll find jealousy, envy, and comparison. Not only is it demonic, but it opens up a portal to the demonic and it says every other evil work will be found where you find comparison. If you're struggling with comparison right now, You have opened up a gateway, a portal, according to James, the brother of Jesus, who said, yes, I I was a stepbrother to divinity and had to guard my heart against comparison, but it was the wisdom of heaven that I was in operation in. Let me finish this. Verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's open to reason, in other words, you can have a conversation with someone who's wise, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and even sincere. So I want you to pay attention to how you get free from this comparison trap right now. I've had to do this in my heart and I've said this many times, being you a know, first generation pastor who came from a broken home, who didn't have a healthy home and I had multiple abusive stepdads and divorce, I, I had to actually resolve in my heart that every single time I saw a pastor, that my heart went into the comparison trap and jealousy and envy started to begin to plague my mind that I was literally going to, now maybe this ain't for everybody, but this is what I believe the Holy Spirit led me into. I'm gonna like their post. I'm gonna comment on their post. I'm gonna share their post. I am gonna celebrate this pastor that I may never meet in real life until I get free. And I'm gonna learn what it feels like to celebrate somebody else and release them into their destiny. But I believe that I learned that in a season, in a time that you celebrated me when I didn't deserve it. And see, because the wisdom of God came to my wife and said, I can just keep fighting Mike endlessly or I can celebrate Mike and break a cycle and redeem something even when he wasn't worthy. And so, you know, there's three reasons that you shouldn't compare. I want you to write this down for your notes. Number one is this, you shouldn't compare because perfect isn't possible. Preach. Perfect isn't (laughs) possible. And so I guarantee you that pastor that I'm looking at and saying, oh man, I wish I could preach like that. I wish I can go viral like that. And my heart's moving into the area of, of jealousy and envy. Guess what? There's some other element of their life where they're failing. There's some other element of their life that they don't have it together. And what I get to see is a seamless thread of all their highlights. But what what's missing from the equation is all the moments of failure. So perfect isn't possible. If you're looking at even us and you're like, man, I wish I had their life. Well, guess what? Perfect isn't possible.
2: Right. right. We're doing
1: the best job to put Jesus on display.
2: Yeah. Especially for us with families and, or maybe um, in singleness or even in fitness. You know, we can compare our life away. Well, I'm I I don't know how they could do this and be fit still, or I don't know how they could do this and still keep their kids clean. And, you know, I don't know how they could do this and still have it all together. Um, But yeah, you're getting the highlight reel.
1: You're getting the (laughs) highlight reel. So number one, it just literally perfect isn't possible. Even Paul himself said, hey, I know you see me casting out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead, you know, establishing churches worldwide. But hey, don't don't get it flipped. Follow me as I follow Jesus. And so that's, as pastors, we've always said, just follow us as we're following Jesus, but make Jesus the hero of the story. Number two is this, life isn't fair, but God is just. I'm gonna say that again. Life is not fair, but God is just. Next week, I'm gonna be talking about how If you don't understand how to get free from comparison, you will have anger against God and it will hold you back from your next level. Life is not fair. I've encountered so much horrific abuse you could ever imagine, things that I still to this day have not even said on a microphone for as much vulnerability and transparency as you've seen me preaching. But guess what? Life wasn't fair for me, but God is just. It wasn't fair for Joseph to go through the pit, but he was headed towards the palace. God was just, even though life wasn't fair. And so if you're looking around, I I remember years and years of my life, well, I would be more successful if I had their dad too. I'd be more successful if I came from their neighborhood too. No, no, listen, life isn't fair, but God is just, and He's still gonna get you there, but you can't hold yourself back by by comparison. Number three is this, comparison is the thief of joy, and it turns friends into rivals. And you shouldn't compare because the person, watch this, the person that should be your greatest ally, you will transform into your greatest enemy. And it's because you're adversarial. You know, those same pastors, first it started with me liking and then following and sharing and commenting. Then I started to reach out to say, hey man, I'm praying for you right now. In my moments of desperation where I felt like I needed the most prayer, you know what I've done? I've sown prayer and encouragement into other pastors' lives. And they reached back out to me and they were like, oh, you have no idea. That was so dead on. And guess what? Some of those same people that had potential to become my greatest rivals have now become my greatest friends and allies in this season.
2: And isn't it so funny how we villainize people who don't even have anything against us? they don't even have anything against us and so often you'll 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 make that you know mom and your mom group your enemy and they're like man but when you get to know them they're like I loved you I wanted to be your friend and it's so funny how how the enemy will will rob the joy out of just being present with those who are around us you know they make enemies out of out of family members or out of people in our community or out of people we don't understand and the reality is is that joy is a choice and you can choose joy over comparison yes compare joy is just as much of a choice as comparison is and you can step into it and choose it and say you know what I want to judge this situation or I want to judge myself against this person but I'm going to choose to have joy and celebrate this season and every time I feel like that I've done that in my life it's like some of my best bonds are with people who maybe I felt like I didn't measure up to. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and so the Lord had dealt with you know my heart in other seasons about that.
1: I want to leave you with two words. Celebrate and leverage. Celebrate and leverage. If you're writing that down, go ahead and write it down. Celebrate and leverage. Celebrate others and leverage your situation. Leverage what you've been given from God. You know, that's a hard thing to learn because oftentimes we feel like, well, I'm at a disadvantage. Well, leverage your situation. Celebrate them and leverage what God gave you. You know, we were in a situation where we had Bella, like literally conceived Bella within months of getting married, which we weren't planning on, by the way. And then all of a sudden it was a great surprise, best surprise ever. But then all of a sudden, you know. You know, as the years went on and we continued to work on our marriage unfortunately we experienced two miscarriages and i know there's probably many of you watching online who have been through the the pain and the trauma of a miscarriage and we had just been living in indiana we had like a small home and we were homeowners in our early 20s and we were just kind of going through life together and after that second miscarriage, you know, my wife was completely devastated because you get to the point where you just think, well, maybe we'll never be able to have another child. And, you know, just because of the issues that we were having concerning uh, just carrying a child to full term. And it seemed like based on the doctor's reports, it was going to be impossible for us to actually have another child. And so at that particular point, you know, we were just trying to figure out where we go in life and how we pivot into what direction. Well, we had a garage sale and, you know, we just had accumulated stuff. So we're like, let's get rid of all of our stuff. And as we were going through all of our things and setting things out, what I noticed is that my wife had uh, chosen to only put a few select items out that were from Bella's child, like, like baby stuff, right? And, but had bins full bins. Because, you know, when you have that first kid, the whole family goes crazy.
2: Everybody buys clothes. Every,
1: get, getting you as many clothes as possible. <laughs> and so the there's cute stuff. The cute stuff. So she had put out just a few select things. Well, over the course of the day, we're selling different items. And people from the neighborhood are coming in and out. Well, finally, this woman comes. And I mean, this woman is like probably nine and a half months pregnant, right? I mean, she is like just getting ready to deliver. And she, she goes like this, and she comes up, and she looks at the few items, and she's like, oh, these are nice, and she asked this question, and I believe this was a divine moment in Julie's life. She said, do you have any more? Not knowing that in Julie's heart, she was just like, I'm not giving up those other clothes because maybe there's still a chance, or maybe there's not, but it was something connected to those items. And so I, I remember watching from a distance as this pregnant woman, now, now mind you, Julie has just experienced her second miscarriage. And now a woman who's full term is asking, are there any more of your previous baby's clothes? What could be a, a painful moment, but it also could be a moment of freedom. And so I'll never forget watching my wife grab those bins, pull them down, open them up, and just watch this woman. And all of a sudden, I, and I, from a distance, watch your face sort of change because you started to enter into that experience with her and watch her look through the clothes. And she was able to get outside of herself and see if James, the brother of Jesus, in chapter three, verse 13 says, where there's envy, where there's comparison, Come on, where where there's all that, you open up this demonic portal. I also believe that where there's celebration, you close the door. And so Julie closed the door to that and released something in the supernatural realm. And it wasn't long after that that we conceived Everly and then eventually had our child fully healthy.
2: And I know a lot of times you might be thinking like how hard it is to get free from comparison because see God only he works in restoration and the thing about restoration is it takes like an exchange and so you have this uh situation where God is going to ask you to access something that maybe you don't want to give like our finances right nobody wants to give (laughs) nobody wants to give money in a global pandemic right? Or nobody wants to give their time when they're already homeschooling and working and running all this stuff. Like no, but God is going to ask you to possibly give up your pride. Maybe it's in a confrontation or an argument, or maybe it's in a, um, you know, in a comparison. So God, if uh, if you're comparing yourself to others, he may ask you to enter into an intentional relationship with somebody because it frees you. And not only does it free you, it frees the other person as they go through that. And so, I want to encourage you if there's something that you need to give up, maybe maybe it's maybe it's your baby items, maybe it's your home items, maybe it's something of yours that you need to exchange that you've been holding back and holding on to. I want to encourage you to just let that thing go today. It might be practical, it might be emotional. But I really believe that in that exchange, God is going to use that as a moment of reconciliation and restoration in your life.
1: Come on, the Holy Spirit is here right now. The Holy Spirit is here right now. Give your husband a hug, even though you don't feel like he deserves it. Give your son or daughter a word of encouragement, even if you feel like they failed. Give, for God so loved the world that he gave. Giving is the way of freedom. James said, I'm not Jesus, but I have the privilege to give Jesus to the world. I'm not gonna be in the comparison trap because I know who I am. I'm secure in my identity. So the Holy Spirit is here right now. What do you need to release? What's in your home that you need to pack up and take it to Goodwill and take it and donate and say somebody else is gonna have this thing. I'm gonna make room for the miracle. Every time I give a comment on somebody's social media, every time I like and share, I'm making room for a miracle. What are you making room for right now? Come on, let's pray. Go ahead and drop a comment with your prayer request right now, we have team members who are watching these comments. So right below, as those comments are going by, I want you just to put in there, what do you need? What comparison do you need freedom from? Come on, let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now, every single person that is just in desperate need of freedom in this area, God, I pray that they would make room for the miracle. Make room for the miracle. That they would give up the comparison, God. That they would they would just be able to celebrate somebody else. And see, I just feel the Lord saying that it's an act of faith for you to celebrate someone else's success, knowing I'm going to get mine too. I can celebrate them because I don't serve a God of scarcity. I serve a God of abundance. So Father, I pray that they are released right now in Jesus' name from the comparison trap all around the world. Can you all just say amen, amen,
0: amen. That was so great. Sometimes we all need that reminder that it's okay to be yourself. You're supposed to be. Would you share this podcast with someone else who needs a hand getting out of the comparison trap? And to make sure that we can get this much-needed message out to the whole world, consider partnering with us financially through the giving link on the V1 Church app or the V1 Church website.